The first beatitude that Jesus gives us is one of the more confusing. God's favor is on the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. But what does this mean to be poor in spirit? From a secular standpoint, this makes absolutely no sense. Poverty of spirit is not a good thing. It's a, it's a bad thing. In fact, it, it could be the worst thing. Emma Goldman, the 20th century political activist and anarchist, ridiculed the notion of being poor in spirit. She wrote, Heaven must be an awfully dull place if the poor in spirit live there. How can anything creative, anything vital, useful, and beautiful come from the poor in spirit? Her view of being poor in spirit is having low self-esteem, having low self-worth. Being poor in spirit for her means taking a low view of humanity and the types of things that they can do or accomplish. She continues, Every intelligent being realizes that our worst curse is the poverty of the spirit. That is, that it is productive of all evil and misery and of all injustice and crimes in the world. In other words, she's saying if only humanity just realized their potential, if only they believed in themselves and others, then they would not act the way that they do, and humanity could save itself. And that is indeed the mantra of humanism, that there is no deity to save us, we must save ourselves. But being poor in spirit to Jesus does not mean harmful self-denigration. It does not mean to force low self-worth or low self-esteem. It does not mean thinking badly about humanity, although there are strains of Christianity that really try to get us to think that. But it is an understanding that humanity is incomplete without God. That we are incomplete without the Spirit of God working in us. We must have poverty of spirit in order that we can gain the richness of the Spirit of God. If we are full of ourselves, there will be no room for God's Spirit and we will not be able to receive God's kingdom. Poverty of spirit recognizes that there is a need for us to join with God's Spirit, that we must join with God's Spirit in order to be made whole. It is a realization that there is part of us missing and that we are incapable of being whole by ourselves. In the book of Exodus, God gets angry at Moses. And this isn't the first time that happens, but God gets angry at Moses for trying to shirk his calling. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, Moses says to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God could have replied and, and told Moses all about his credentials. You, you grew up in the, the house of Pharaoh. You know Pharaoh. You were raised as his son. Seems like you're the perfect person. Uh, but Moses says he doesn't feel eloquent. And God doesn't try to convince him he is. He doesn't try to convince him of his credentials. He doesn't say, oh, Moses, it's okay. You're such a great speaker. I know you can do it. You're a great public speaker. If you just had some self-esteem, some self-worth, if you felt more confident, you'd be great. But that's not how God answers. God isn't upset that Moses doesn't feel qualified or is trying to get out of the job. He's upset that Moses is not trusting in him to provide. The Lord said to him, to Moses, who gave human beings their mouths? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and teach you what to say.
It's maybe an overused saying, but God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Those who understand that they must be indwelt with supernatural abilities through the Holy Spirit in order to be whole, in order to be part of God's kingdom, in order to receive the fullness of humanity, in order to receive the fullness of the community of God, those are the people God's letting into his kingdom. Because they have a desire to be there. They have a desire to want to be there. The biblical answer to the paralysis of low self-esteem is not high self-esteem, but sovereign grace. It's not an inflation of the human ego, but a replacement of the ego, the I, with the Spirit of God. I think of Leonard Black, a pastor who was born a slave in Maryland in 1820. He was physically and mentally abused as a child. He was denied an education. And when he finally escaped slavery and began to preach, he recognized his limitations. In his book, The Life and Suffering of Leonard Black, A Fugitive of Slavery, he writes there were points that he questioned his calling because he had been denied an education. And, And he writes this, he says, I know that I am of a slow tongue and unlearned, but what says the prophet Zechariah? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Those who are poor in spirit know the necessity of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. They need the presence of God within them to be whole. This is poverty of spirit. And it stands in contrast to the religious elite of Jesus' day. And the letter of Barnabas, a second century writing that's purported to have been written by Paul's traveling partner, and it actually wasn't, uh, it advocates for ex- the exact opposite of poverty of spirit. It says in one part, it says, quite simply, quite bluntly, thou shalt be simple in heart and rich in spirit. This richness of spirit was also at the, the heart of most Greek or Hellenistic religion. Hans Leisegang, a 20th century German theologian, wrote about this saying that to possess the pneuma, that's the spirit, and to be rich in pneuma was the highest goal of Hellenistic religion. It is precisely what the pious sought in asceticism or cult. The pneuma was the source of spiritual joy and blessedness. So in this passage, in this beatitude, Jesus is directly contradicting the zeitgeist, the spirit of the age. Religion of the day was about manifesting the spirit, whatever that might be, whatever form that might take, in all of its fullness, to be the most you, full of spirit you could be. But the end of Jesus' message shows this contradiction. In in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus recounts that not all those who profess the Spirit possess the Spirit. He says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, why didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. These are apparently powerful Christian leaders who point to their spiritual achievements 
and they assume that they must be acceptable to the judge of the universe on the basis of these spiritual works. They can enter the kingdom on the basis of what they have done. And Jesus rejects them because they have boasted about their richness in spirit rather than their poverty in it. They have seen themselves as spiritually self-sufficient. Listen to those claims. Didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't we in your name? They've used the name of God to promote their own successes. They've used their own richness, their own talents, their own financial resources to create all of this worldly success. And Jesus says, you've done this out of your own strength and not through the Spirit. You've done it through your richness and Spirit, not my richness, not the richness of the Holy Spirit. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus says to the church at Laodicea, For you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and need nothing. And you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Self-sufficiency was their downfall. Wealth was their destruction. With everything going well and seeming easy, the empire became a much more comfortable place to live in than the kingdom. They were contented in their richness of spirit within the temporary empires of humanity, and they put aside the eternal kingdom community of God. God's favor is upon the poor in spirit because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because it is those who realize their own spiritual poverty of self that seek the Lord, that seek Jesus, that seek the Spirit, and they can impute his overabundant wealth of the Spirit into us. God's favor is on the poor in spirit because they recognize how much they need God. They're given a place within the community of God because they willfully acknowledge how much they have need of it. 